1: I really do believe in what I'm doing in that making a meaningful impact in the world, we're going to have to do that in ways that we have not yet invented. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, my name is George Wu. I have been listening to the We Are LA Tech for a while, a little under a year. I want to say the best thing about the show is basically for Esprit. Without her, the show will not be the same. She makes the show come alive in ways you cannot even imagine. Now, in a way to actually connect with me, you can connect with me through social media as Gwunit, G-W-U-N-I-T, on Instagram, or email me at george at navigatingtherize.com.
0: Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group, where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's com slash community.
2: Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season.
0: Oh my gosh, can you relate? Sometimes... I feel like I'm still in sixth grade and I'm so awkward and the, like the other kids are picking on me and I'm taller than everybody else and when I walk, the ground shakes. <laughs> At least that's how I felt. I was <laughs> like... Well, that's what the kids They made fun of me because I was taller than all the boys. And so they said when I walked, the ground shook. And so still to this day, no matter what kind of situation I'm in or how included I'm in, I constantly am wondering if I'm the odd man out and everyone's gossiping behind my back. And I just, I'm, I'm going to always be that awkward, like, you know, 10, 11 year old or whatever it was. Like. <laughs> The, the, just always wondering if, if I'm part of the crowd or if I'm totally excluded, (laughs) you know? And I mean, so what if I am like, like, so what to so much that I worry about, you know? Like, this, it's like our, the ego gets in the way or the fear gets in the way or like, you know, just constantly self-doubt gets in the way and insecurities get in the way and like neurosis get in the way. At some point, like, I just have to laugh at myself and just think I'm I'm so out of my mind. And I think, like, I think the reality is we're probably all out of our mind, but we do it in silence and like secrecy, like our own secret little private club. And so when we look to everybody else, we're like, oh, they must have the Instagram perfect life. They must be perfect. They must have all the friends. They must be totally accepted. They must know all the like ways to make a business perfect. They must have the insider, <laughs> the insider knowledge and insight. But I mean, I think we're all, no matter what level we're at, we're probably all just doubting ourselves. And um, I don't know, I just, you know, here I am like having a morning where, I mean, I've had a really like great productive morning, but my headspace, like something happened and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, am I being excluded (laughs) And I'm like, calm down. Just like, go about your day and don't worry what other people are up to. They're probably not even thinking about you, you know? So that's my little short personal spot for the day. I hope you enjoy the episode to come. Bye.
3: Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent so you can quickly immerse yourself into the startup culture here. My name is Rachel Espiritu, Community Director with Toolbox LA, and I'm your guest host on today's episode. Toolbox LA is Southern California's largest innovation lab. So excited to feature our guest, Danny De La Vega, founder of IOTERA. Welcome, Danny.
1: Hey, thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me.
3: So I guess tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, so I started a company about five years ago with my brother-in-law uh, called Breadware, which is an electrical engineering and embedded firmware development firm, uh, an engineering firm. And that has been growing and uh, just recently has gone through a bit of an acquisition process or is going through an acquisition process. And I'm off to building a marketplace company called Iotera. I'm really wow. I'm excited about it. And what I do there is help find new technology solutions and building blocks and service providers that can help companies engage in IoT initiatives. So we're a, we're a search engine primarily. Oh, really? Yeah, helping companies find solutions that they might be able to integrate versus build from scratch.
3: Mm, okay. So what is it exactly do you do within the company?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm actually on the floor, on the ground, running around looking for new technology innovations, uh, new systems new ecosystems, uh, new software products that can help companies rapidly go from prototype to production um, okay. Uh their IoT product developments. And IoT is kind of a buzzword, but mm-hmm. primarily those are Bluetooth products, Wi-Fi products, cellular products. Mm-hmm.
3: Alexa <laughs> yeah. kind of has like the prime <laughs> <It's>, example. <laughs> actually,
1: that's a, it's a great point. You know, those are the what I like to call the, the sexy IoT, the, the ones yeah. that everyone hears about, right? The yeah. consumer products, smart mm-hmm. cards. Smart home, mm-hmm. but actually, about 80% of the initiatives that we're seeing are the quote unquote boring mm. IoT. Okay. These are infrastructure, yeah. agriculture, mm-hmm. um, OEMs that are building just normal machinery, mm-hmm. now building connected machinery. Okay. The basic gist that I'm seeing in the market and the reason so many companies are investing in IoT. Mm hmm. Is that, you know, in the past, let's say you were to launch a, a website, right?
3: Okay. Yeah. You
1: never dream of launching a website that you couldn't change right. in the future, right? You'd need to be able to update it when things change. Mm-hmm. Now with hardware, you actually have the ability to do that. Really? And so you can launch a hardware product and then update it in the future.
3: Okay. So kind of like again, I was putting my marketing hat on, the way that you have like a CMS or like how WordPress is the ability where you can go in and change things, is it kind of similar like that?
1: Yeah, I, I guess uh, from a from a high level it is, you know, you can you can now launch let's say it's uh you know you build machines that crimp hoses. Okay, right? yeah. So okay, yeah. A bunch yeah. of contractors buy your hose crimping machine. Okay. Right? And in the past you would just sell these hose crimping machines mm-hmm. and Everyone would buy them and then the machines that broke would get returned to you and you mm-hmm. fix them, right? Mm-hmm. And people have to adjust the machine for the different sizes of hoses and yeah. they send out manuals. Mm-hmm. So this is an example of a non-connected product. Mm. Now, uh, a company who builds a connected hose crimping machine mm-hmm. no longer has to send out manuals for different sizes of hoses to be crimped. They can see when the machine is going to be- break before it breaks and okay. have... Uh, do some preventative maintenance. Ah. They can also see how often the machine is being used mm-hmm. and how often it's not being used. When mm-hmm. it's being used, wow! Um, they have all this information, and then they can update the machine when new new software comes out. So that's that's kind of an example.
3: Yeah. Wow, that's exciting. So whereabouts in LA are you and your company based? We're
1: we're actually in an awesome co-working space in Chatsworth called toolbox LA. Yeah. Shout out to (laughs)
3: toolbox.
1: (laughs) We've been here for over a year now and we love it. It's a great space and um, we're continuing to grow.
3: Awesome. And you guys have another office as well?
1: Yeah, we have an office in Reno, Nevada. Okay. And then we have a presence. uh, We actually have a subsidiary as well Mm -hmm. in Bangalore, India. Okay. And, um, a small operation in Taiwan
3: oh wow that's so exciting
1: a lot of a lot of products get produced in different places and uh, there's a lot of expertise across the world
3: and what about you where are you from
1: so I went to college in uh, UC Santa Barbara and graduated with a mechanical engineering degree and since then I've been kind of all over the place but yeah um, yeah so from Northern California okay school yeah in, in Santa Barbara, <laughs> and then uh, back up to North area so I'm, I'm living in Reno now, and I'm in L.A.
3: Okay, yeah. very cool. And so are you self-funded or VC-backed?
1: We raised a seed round mm-hmm. for our marketplace company. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's rolling right now and going forward.
3: Cool, that's exciting. Um, and how many people are on your team?
1: On the services side of the business, mm-hmm. uh, there's about 20 people. And on the IoTera marketplace side of the business, there's about five.
3: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Cool. And so, how did you scale? Like, what? how did you hire, I guess, your first, like those first five people? How did you go about that?
1: Well, yeah. So, the core team, you know, kind of came from our network
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and our partners' network. And then we've been growing both here, you know, there's some amazing resources like CSUN, and then mm. also uh, there's quite a few different universities that we've yeah. been pulling from. Um, and that's been a kind of easy path to growing and finding talent, especially on the on the software side and mm-hmm. on the hardware side.
3: Mm, that's exciting. And so what inspired this company?
1: That's a g- great question. Yeah. <laughs> Primarily, it's uh, going through the consulting world and, and mm-hmm. helping. I think in, actually in, in 2019, we helped over 40 companies get products out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a difficult undertaking to build yeah. a connected products, right? You have mm-hmm. to combine Electrical engineering and, right. and firmware development, mechanical engineering, industrial design, software development, mobile right. application, yeah. and then actually deal with manufacturing. Yes, the product market. Wow, these are these are um, difficult, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have to do it in timeframes that um, don't bankrupt a, a startup or mm-hmm. you know kill an initiative at a corporation. Right. And so, seeing these different modes of of, of failure and Mm -hmm. all these different fragmented areas where things happen kind of was the initiative or the impetus for trying to create a a better way of finding the right information that you need to make good product development decisions. Mm.
3: Yeah. So you saw this pain point and how companies are sort of struggling to get their product out there and you're like, let's help.
1: Yeah. You know, um, actually there there were predicted to be quite a few more connected products by now than there Mm -hmm. are. Mm. Um, you know, it, yeah. IoT has been a buzz for a little while, and mm-hmm. you know it is growing quite, yeah. quite quickly. But seventy um, percent of these initiatives are failing.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Would you know, like, why that is? Or well,
1: it's, it's primarily because people underestimate how fast technology changes and how mm. fast they need to get a product to market to actually hit uh. their window of opportunity. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, when 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 things leave you behind, it's, yeah. it's hard to catch up. And with with hardware, you know. It costs time and it costs money. Mm-hmm. You can't just compile a hard Yeah.
3: If only, right? You could just like snap your fingers and then like, yeah. woo. Right. Okay, cool. And so what resources in LA do you recommend?
1: For startup founders, I mean, actually LA is a pretty connected city, mm-hmm. you know. For raising money if you have a concept and you've actually put some blood, sweat, and tears into getting mm-hmm. into a demonstrable uh, proof of concept, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different seed groups around here. There's mm-hmm. companies like Make, yeah, yeah, Mila
3: Capital, yeah, Mila yeah. Capital, Make uh-huh. in LA, and, yeah. Uh,
1: I would definitely uh, lean on, on places like that. There's also Funds and, and companies that are connected, like the Tech Ghost Angels, and right, and yeah, Mike Benesis and mm-hmm. all these companies that it's a really cool yeah. web of people that are connected. Yeah. Ecosystems keeping costs low, co working spaces where you have all this combined talent is awesome. Yeah. Well, actually even here, right there's a pretty cool mix of shop space, mm-hmm. capital, government officials coming yeah. through here, you know, mm-hmm. development talent, engineering talent. Right. You know, All I, under one roof. I, I would definitely recommend checking out you know mm-hmm. ecosystems as much as possible as a startup mm-hmm. and getting as much advice as possible. Mm-hmm.
3: And I guess why LA and not other cities like SF, right? The Bay gets a lot of you know uh, attention, but I guess why LA and even maybe Reno too. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think that nowadays you do not need to be in the hub. Of technology, and, mm-hmm. and I, I say that kind of L. A. is actually a hub of technology. Mm-hmm. It's a huge hub of technology yeah. <laughs> and manufacturing. And yeah. I, I would say that this is one of the best places to start an IoT company. Mm-hmm. To tell, to to be honest, you know, there's all kinds of huge players here, as well mm-hmm. as the as as people that can help your initiative grow. Mm. LA is one of the most connected cities in the world in terms yeah. of getting anywhere very quickly, and you don't have to be in the same city as someone to be in business with them. Mm. We found mm-hmm. in, Re- in Reno is the same kind of story. Uh, yeah. it's a collaborative environment where people are growing together. Mm-hmm. Rising tide raises all ships, and that's kind of the the type of atmosphere that is essential mm. for companies to make it. Yeah, um, especially getting getting going early. Well, it's been a good quality of life, mm-hmm. and it's been good for business.
3: That's good. I like that. What did you say? A rising tide
1: raises all ships. Raises
3: all ships. <laughs> I had a nice visual of like all right, and it's kind of like as things progress, like everyone yeah,
1: versus. It's just a. It's it's an alternative to like kind of the dog eat dog world, right? Where it's like ah, I'm going to succeed, and you're all going to fail. Yeah, it's like actually we can help this community, this technology community succeed together, by right? Working together and collaborating.
3: Agreed. Yeah, and I think and that's why like products like IoT products. Are to help people. That's essentially a lot of them. Well, I mean,
1: I've seen a lot of IoT <laughs> products that I would be hard for me to say they're helping. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it is, it is. I think we have the power as a human species. Okay, I'm going to get a little. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> we have the power as a human species to actually impact our destiny and where we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of problems that are affecting us at a, at a macro scale. Totally. And I think that technology actually can help solve a lot of those problems so I really do believe in what I'm doing in that making a meaningful impact in the world we're gonna have to do that in ways that we have not yet invented and we have not yet seen and you know we can't keep doing the same thing that we've been doing And expect different results.
3: Right? That's the definition of insanity, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think that also kind of ties into what you mentioned and your role is in terms of like seeking out new technologies. I guess what's been your experience there? Because that sounds really exciting of like kind of learning what new technologies are emerging and I guess how they can come together.
1: It's been really fun. It's really cool. So I just got Mm -hmm. back from the Consumer Electronics Show. Oh, right. CES. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And uh, that's always uh, an amazing place to go, you know, and there's, there's all kinds of things you'll see there. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think it was Mark Cuban was talking about, you know, the three types of things that you see there. There's mm-hmm. there's innovators, imitators, and idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, all kinds of things, but I've been looking for um, all, new tech. So, um, For instance, I I found this really cool piece of technology out there that stuck in my mind. Um, Often for Mm -hmm. connected products, let's say it's a Wi-Fi device, right? Okay, That's going to be monitoring something. Mm -hmm. You have to connect it to Wi-Fi. Right. So there's different ways of doing that. One mm-hmm. is that you connect with your phone via Bluetooth right. and input the Wi-Fi credentials, right? But that's mm-hmm. kind of difficult to do. Yeah. So there's a new piece of technology that I've found. I'm uh, giving you an example. But mm-hmm. it's this cool capacitive touch one way, mm-hmm. optical the other way. So it's a new way of transferring information. Wow. Um, so it's a new the communication future. protocol <laughs> Like just being, you know, being mm-hmm. implemented and, and, and uh, incrementally improved. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now I can just take my phone, mm-hmm. touch it up against the thing that I would like to connect to the Wi-Fi system. Wow. Boom, it's connected.
3: Wow. Yeah, That's
1: exciting. Yeah, oh, that's my gosh.
3: Thing, yeah. Right? <laughs> that's really cool. So I guess that brings us to our next question about what's one of your favorite tech tools or whether it's a mobile app, software, hardware, anything like that.
1: Well, I, I use IOTERA. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool tool to find information and find resources and best practices and um, companies and people that are all involved in IoT product development. Mm-hmm. That's my world. But, yeah, of course. But in terms of uh, you know, other tech tools, what do, we, what do we use? We use JIRA. Okay. So it's a project management software. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Uh, it kind of helps track bugs and track Mm -hmm. items that need to be taken care of for both software and hardware development initiatives. Mm -hmm. We also have some companies uh, that we've been implementing their, ERP and bomb management tools like Duralabs. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a company that oh, I yeah. think is in the LA area.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're uh, here. Yeah, Duralabs. They're doing
1: really cool stuff. Our engineering firm uses them to basically just manage build mm-hmm. materials or bomb. Not okay. Like a ba- explosion yeah. bomb. Build yeah. Materials. So it's, okay. It's yeah. Any product, any product has a long list of components that go into mm-hmm. making it, and okay. got some cool software. There's all kinds of all kinds of interesting th- on the software side too. There's mm-hmm. GitHub, obviously. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have, you know, tracking tracking how things get done is the yeah. way that we, you know, don't lose the work that we've mm-hmm. been building.
3: Totally. I actually, I know I'm probably late to the game, but I just discovered Webflow which is like a really cool platform that you can just kind of drag and drop different things to build like online applications so if you want to build a full like website with like a cms or with different microsites i mean it's pretty amazing Way cool. so yeah yeah webflow um if you had one ask of the community what would it be
1: I would say just uh, more collaboration, Yeah, like, uh, you know, not not feeling timid to to come and talk and get mm-hmm. to know your neighbors, because I know just even even in this room, which is packed compared to the last time I was yeah. here, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. So you got to get out and talk and see how we can work together to achieve, you know, mutual goals.
3: Mm-hmm. I agree. And so how can people connect with you?
1: I uh, can c- connect directly with me on LinkedIn. Okay. So Danny de la Viaga. And then, uh, you know, we can connect with my company, IoTerra. Mm-hmm. And my email is uh, danny at IoTerra.com.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you again hey, so you much, much, much for today. And this is Rachel Spiritu, Community Director of Toolbox LA. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
2: I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In season four, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware, and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology.
4: In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But Have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here?
2: There was this blue box on a table and he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer.
4: What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible.
2: How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer.
3: The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock.
2: The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted
4: much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched Season 4 of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast for Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them.
3: I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart.
0: This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry.
4: We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement.
3: The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire
4: open source community.
2: The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about.
4: I'm Saranya Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you. And uh, eat your sandwiches.
2: Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help
2: from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty.
0: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.